all of us have a group of spirit guides that are supporting, helping, and loving us. They agree to be our spirit guide long before we are even born into this life. And while they serve us in many ways, their main goal is to help us remember and pursue our soul purpose. They do this by placing signs in our path and sending us messages in many different ways. They're infinitely patient and persistent. And throughout our lives, we will have a multitude of spirit guides. There will be a few that are with us from beginning to end, and there will be even more that show up as needed. Um, each devout spirit guide has a specialty, you can say. Uh, we have a connection with them, no matter how subtle it feels right now, or even if it feels non-existent, we do have a connection with them. We likely have taken turns being each other's spirit guides throughout various past lifetimes. So the history is there and we respect each other on a soul level. Spirit guides are beautiful entities. And in this context, we're referring to non-physical beings of love and light that assist us in their own way from the other side. They will never interfere with our free will, so we must be willing to ask them directly for help when we're struggling, and we also get to choose whether or not we heed their insight. And there are many different types of spirit guides that we can have as part of our spirit group team of cheerleaders. <laughs> uh, we may or may not be their only charge currently, and there are other spirit guides out there that we can evoke that aren't necessarily part of our spirit team, specifically assigned to us, um, that they're also helpful nonetheless. So everyone has a team of spirit guides. I can guarantee you this. Everyone has a team of spirit guides. And sometimes they might feel far away, or you may feel like they're not doing what you think that they're supposed to be doing. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast episode. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the duties of a spirit guide and the spirit team as a whole, why they're there, how they communicate with us, and how we can build a strong connection with them. So welcome back to the Spiritually Inspired Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again every single Friday for a new episode. My name is Sarah Ray. I am your manifesting coach, and I really enjoy making these episodes for you, and I hope you enjoy listening to them too. And if you do, please consider liking and rating wherever you happen to be tuning in so we can reach more modern mystics with spiritual awesomeness. Yes. <laughs> okay, so let's first talk about the different types of spirit guides. Not every single spirit we encounter will be an official spirit guide. Sometimes they are just friends or family members sending us messages or visiting us, which is equally as beautiful and fun and amazing and welcomed. But within our team of spirit guides, there are specific roles that need to be filled. The type of being that is filling these roles will depend a lot on a lot of different things, actually, including your specific soul purpose, your energy type, your traumas, your goals, your natal chart, among many, many other things. So let's first talk about some of the jobs that our spirit guides take on while supporting us throughout this life. This isn't an exhaustive list by any means. Um, but there will definitely be some overlapping duties and your guides will depend on your life and their experiences. But there are a handful of 
collectively agreed upon members of our spirit team that I wanted to bring up today. And the very first one, I guarantee you're familiar with it, is the guardian. This is the type of spirit guide that we hear about. Um, It's our guardian, our guardian angel, and it is the lead spirit guide. We're likely going to be or they are likely going to be with us before birth and after death. They will wear many hats while acting as our main spirit guide throughout the course of our whole life. Our soul is intimately familiar with theirs, and our bond is unshakable. During this lifetime, they're not acting as anybody else's guide. They are solely in charge of you. (laughs) They're always with you. They're always guiding you, and they're always supporting you. If you're open to them, you'll likely Receive them everywhere all the time. They're always there with you. Guardians are also most likely to guide. They're the most likely to show up in a materialized form in your life in some sort of a tangible way. This will be brief but powerful. Like some people who have near-death experiences meet their spirit guide. You may feel like there's a presence in your life that's always with you. That's a guide of some kind or makes themselves known in some way. You may um, meet a similar type of person, and maybe that person is embodying your spirit guide throughout your life. There's a lot of different ways that they could materialize for you, but this is the guide that's likely to do that if that's going to happen. So when this does happen, it is definitely magical, and it's intense, and it's for an important purpose. Their loving angelic energy is astounding, and it has no bounds. It really is a very special relationship. And it truly is an honor to be a spirit guide for somebody else. And there's a chance that you've been their spirit guide too in the past, or that you will be in the future of their lifetimes if they reincarnate again. Another type of guide that's really common that I've heard to heard referred to as the common spirit guide. I, I don't think that's magical enough, <laughs> but it is the teacher guide. Depending on the depth of your soul purpose, you may have one or a few teacher guides during your life. They act as teachers and as mentors, guiding you down the path of your purpose slash career, as well as helping you learn the skills you need to learn and pointing you towards the people that will help you in pursuing your soul purpose. Remember that your soul decided upon a soul purpose before being born in this life. And in having done so, we've made soul agreements to work with specific spirit teachers along this journey. And if you're unsure about what your soul purpose is, you can go to spirituallyinspired.co slash discover your soul purpose to sign up for a free masterclass that will help you uncover exactly what your soul purpose is unique in this life. So our career and purpose, our career and our purpose guides us on our journey from a soul level and our guides are guiding us as we're being guided. (laughs) Um, Our spirit guides may or may not stick around. Our teacher spirit guides, I mean, they may or may not stick around once their purpose has been fulfilled with us on our journey, depending on what their previously agreed upon role is. But whenever one guide leaves, another guide will come. So you're never without a full team of spirit guides. So you're never without the guidance that you need. And once you are completed with the spirit guide, not only will you feel like a certain shift in energy, but they grow and evolve as well. So it's very mutually beneficial. Another type of spirit guide that we have on our team is called the caretaker. These are special spirit guides that help us in a variety of relationships because we all have a team of spirit guides, including everyone that you have a relation, any kind of relationship with. They're our spirit guides are working with their spirit guides. They're in cahoots. <laughs> and it's like a giant web of spirit communication happening behind the scenes. So caretaker and relationship guides help us 
to meet other souls, meet other people that we're meant to meet in this lifetime. And we decided upon this again before we were born and our caretaker guides, who might be the guardians, who might be the teachers, lots of overlapping roles, they are ensuring that we meet the people we're meant to meet. In this way, they're supporting us on our soul mission by ensuring that we stay on the path that we've laid out for ourselves, The make sh- making sure that we're being led down a path that is assisting in our soul ascension. These caretaker guides are also offering advice when they're asking for or when we ask for it regarding relationships. They, or I guess really any other spirit guide, will never interfere with free will, but they will happily give assistance when you need it. That goes for all spirit guides. When you ask them for support, they will give it if you really do need it. You can't go around asking your spirit guides assistance for every single thing, but for the really important things, they're more than happy to help you out. And that's what they're there for. And that's what they're waiting for. They're waiting for you to ask for their help because they won't interfere with you unwillingly. So another type of spirit guide that's on our team is the gatekeeper or the protector. This is a very important role on our team of spirit guides. Our protector and our gatekeeper guide will often protect us in a multitude of ways. Uh, It's similar to the guardian in this way. The gatekeeper will stay with us our whole lives. However, they are likely serving many different charges all at once. They're not solely your protector, but they will protect you for your whole life. So our gatekeeper keeps us protected um, in the spiritual world and in the physical as well. So here's an example. Have you ever gotten the sudden feeling that danger was imminent and you had to make a snap decision in that moment and it ultimately kept you from danger? That is the type of work that our gatekeeper guide does for us. They will also protect your soul and your aura energetically, and they may prevent unwanted entities from entering our field, especially if we ask specifically for this to happen. Um, When we ask our gatekeeper for protection, they will will ride in on a golden chariot, and they're more than happy to keep you safe because that is what their sole purpose is in this life. So kind of um, piggybacking off of that a little bit is the healing guide. So the healing guide will help us with emotional, physical, and spiritual ailments and keep us protected in a healthy way. They may also lead us to various healers or medical treatments that we need to keep ourselves healthy and safe. So healer guides are there whenever we are in need of some sort of restoration, um, especially during important medical procedures, during intensive therapies. Or maybe if we're just in a low point in our life, you don't have to have experienced a lot of trauma to have a healing guide. We all have a healing guide that's there for us. It may not be there the whole time in our lives. It may just be there for a specific period when we really need it, but they're always going to be there for us when we need any type of healing, whether that be uh, emotional, spiritual, physical, or mentally. Did I say emotional? Yes. <laughs> so any type of healing that we need, the healing guide will be there for us. Uh, another type of guide is going to be the ancestral guide. You might be familiar with this one. It gets talked about a lot in the spiritual community. It's also one that is commonly connected with easily for most people. A special bond is forming between us and our ancestral spirit guides. These are people who are related to us in the physical world, and they become a part of our spirit guide team when they move to the other side. So this could be your grandparents, your parents, your loved ones, your siblings, friends, people who 
were connected to you in this life, move on, and then they can become an ancestral guide for you. Not to say that that's going to automatically happen, but it might happen. And even ancestors from many, many, many generations ago can become ancestral guides. They may also be your guardian, for example. They can hold this dual citizenship, if you will. Uh, they offer all kinds of wisdom and love from a familiar family perspective. They also have a vested interest in you because you are their kin and you are their descendant. And our connection is mutually beneficial because in being connected with them, we're benefiting future descendants of our continued bloodline. This is really common in um, people who get really into their heritage and like where their family came from. They often uncover ancestral guides in the, that type of work. So kind of similar to that sort of spirit guide is the archetypal spirit guide. These are the gods and goddesses of old. If you choose to devote yourself to a certain pantheon of gods and goddesses, you're working with archetypal spirit guides. They These people represent a certain characteristic that may be beneficial during certain periods of growth or change in our lives. They help us embody these sorts of characteristics for ourselves because they're representative of that energy. Now, this is not a default role in our team of spirit guides. When I refer to our team of spirit guides, it may or may not include an archetypal guide for you specifically. It will definitely include a guardian, a healer, a protector, and uh, probably an ancestral too, but it may or may not include an archetypal you a lot of us choose our archetypal guides and we it's a mutually agreed upon relationship more consciously not necessarily on the other side probably on the other side as well but for me for example i choose to work with the energy of the morrigan who is a celtic goddess and she is my archetypal guide because we chose to work together uh, but we weren't always together we chose that life recently within the last year or so if you choose to work with a member of the archetypal spirit realm of a god or a goddess, be ready to take their guidance and be ready to build a relationship. It's not something that is going to happen willy-nilly. You have to prove that you're committed and then they're going to be more willing to work with you. They have a lot more egoic traits than the other types of spirit guides that we are listed and that are going to be listed here. What's important with connecting with archetypal guides is respecting their knowledge and their insight. Don't ask for their knowledge or their help if you're not going to really take it to heart. Another type of guide that will probably be with you throughout your whole life is the messenger. Whenever we're entering new chapters in our lives, we're likely being accompanied by our messenger guide or maybe more guides. They can help ease the transition of different life phases and they offer insight before making decisions. While this type of guide isn't exclusively helping only just you, they will return to you again and again. And they're probably not going to be with you every single time you call upon them or every moment of every day. But every time there's a big life change going on, your messenger guide is absolutely there supporting you. Your messenger guide will arrive to support you during these times, whether or not you ask for them. But if you do ask for their help, the transition is going to be a lot more easeful for you. And once all the changes have taken place, once the dust has settled a little bit, they will be off to help their other charges in that moment. But then the next time big changes happen, they will come right back to you. That's I love the idea of a messenger guide. I think they're really beautiful and really helpful.
And I can't help but picture like a Hermes type character <laughs> where there's like little wings off on their heels. I don't know if they actually look like that. Maybe mine does. I don't know if yours will, but I always picture Hermes because he's the god of the messengers. So another animal or another spirit guide that you're definitely familiar with is the animal totem. I would love to do a whole series on animal totem spirit guides because I learned a lot in my childhood about these very special and sacred spirit guides when my family was adopted into a Native American tribe and we're still connected with this tribe and I've learned so much from them and it's such a beautiful connection that we make with our animal totems. I would love to talk more in depth about this, but I'll just give you a quick rundown for the sake of this episode. Animal totems and animal guides are very, very sacred. Um, I a huge pet peeve of mine is when someone says when someone says something is their spirit animal when it's like an inanimate object. It's extremely disrespectful to the culture. So please don't tell me that Starbucks is your spirit animal. I've seen that many times, and it's. It is rude. It's stupid. (laughs) And why, if you could pick your spirit animal like that, why would you not pick something cool like an aardvark? It's just, just don't tell me an inanimate object is your spirit guide, please. There are very, very sacred bonds that we have with our team of spirit guides. You can have one animal that is very specific to you that you connect with deeply, or you can have up to nine animal totems guiding you throughout your entire life. These guides represent our individual needs and our individual desires, as well as our individual characteristics. They could be the characteristics that we embody right now or that we wish to embody. They can also be guides for your entire family. Like everyone in my my family has a special connection to cats. So cats are could be considered our family's spirit guide, right? It's very special. Really amazing how it can go from a group to an individual in a way of guiding you. Animal spirit guides are really a great place to start if you're new to connecting with spirit guides in general. It's usually really easy to figure out what animal guide you connect with. Typically, it's any animal you've always loved or any animal you've always thought represented you or any animal you think is really cool, that is very likely going to be an animal totem for you in your life. And again, in the future, I'll do a whole series about this and we can get more in depth with that. So a different type of guide you might not normally think about is a plant guide. Plants are living souls just like any of us, right? They're The spirit of a plant that you're drawn to may stay with you throughout your whole life. Or you could find a specific plant like an ancient tree or maybe like one specific rose bush that teaches you important lessons. Not every spirit guide is following us around. Sometimes we have to seek out our own spirit guide, such as a big, beautiful tree or a big, beautiful bush that we love. Some of our soul purposes might even involve working directly with plants in some capacity. And in that instance, the soul the souls of the plant guides really connect with us very deeply. And that's true with animals as well. If your sole purpose involves working with animals in some way, it's likely that you have many animal totems that are supporting you. Plants offer yet another entry point to the spirit world. Along with plenty of other healing energies, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, plants come in handy a lot on a lot of different scales. I would also love to do an entire series about herbalism, uh, but that is a whole podcast and just itself rather than just one episode, but we'll get into that at some point in time. So you'll just, you'll have to stay tuned for that one. (laughs) Now, I know you've also heard about this next one that I have for you, which is soulmates and soul families. I know you've heard of soulmates, but there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to soulmates as being guides. And there's a, a couple of things I would like to clear up a little bit. 
first of all, soulmates are special kinds of soul connections that we will make at some point in our life, regardless of circumstances. You will never miss your soulmate. If your soulmate was meant to come into your life, they will come into your life. You can't miss each other. Unlike other spirit guides, you cannot call upon your soulmate for insights or guidance. They arrive in your life in this physical world, and that's how they give you your, their guidance and their messages. And they're actually probably going to be another human or another animal that brings us a relationship that we cannot live without, a relationship that's really important to us. And you know you do not have only one soulmate. That is such a lie. And we also, I'll take this opportunity to say that Twin flames don't exist. I'm not even going to go into what a twin flame is, but if you have ever heard that term, don't listen to it. A twin flame is not a thing, but you have way more than one soulmate. You don't have a twin flame and your soulmate isn't by default a romantic relationship. It might be, it might certainly be, but it doesn't have to be. It can just be your really close friend. It could be your parents. It could be your animals. Like my sister always says that her and her beloved cat Dootsie are soulmates. And I think that's so sweet. <laughs> Dootsie is one of the best cats ever. So I would get it. I would understand if she was her soulmate. Uh, but yes, your soulmate connection is always going to be very intimate and very loving. And it manifested in that specific way because it represents the lessons you're meant to be teaching each other at this moment. And soul families are really similar in this regard. They aren't necessarily your ancestral family by default, but they are going to be anyone who feels like family, whether or not you're actually related to them by blood, which in, you know implies that just because someone is related to you doesn't necessarily mean that they're part of your soul family. This is just a very special closeness with a group of souls. You all feel this way towards each other. We cannot call upon these guides to give us insight um, esoterically, but they will provide their insight and their guidance in a more physical, tangible way in the form of a relationship. They are part of our spirit team. Even though we can't call upon them, we might have to wait for their connection to come to us. We may have to work really hard on building that relationship, but they're still part of our spirit team nonetheless. So those are many types of spirit guides. You might come across a few others, uh, but I also want to talk about connecting with your spirit guides. Regardless of your level of spiritual awareness, you will always be connected with your spirit guides. It is part of the plan that we make for ourselves before birth. The strength of that connection is what we work on when we work on connecting with spirit guides. The bridge is already there. It's just whether or not you're going to walk across it and strengthen it. Connecting with your spirit guides is relatively simple. The first thing you need to do is have an open heart and a willing mind and don't have an agenda. This doesn't mean that you can't connect with them when you need help or when you need something because that's what they're there for. But your intention needs to be pure. You can't lie about your intention because they know. <laughs> spirit. You can't really lie in the spirit world. That doesn't really exist. You. They can see and sense your intentions regardless of what you're deliberately trying to express to them, either through your actions or through your energy or through your thoughts or through your words. They know what your true intention is. So don't try to lie to them. It's just not going to work. It's also just why would you do that? Why Don't waste your energy doing that sort of thing. They will see your true nature regardless. So when you approach a spirit guide with the intention of wanting to connect with them in a way that is mutually beneficial, simply just be honest about what why you're wanting to strengthen that connection, why you want to build that bond up that you have. It's not uncommon for 
us to have to quote prove ourselves and prove our desire to connect with our spirit guides because it's not something that everyone does it's not always part of the plan but they want to make sure that you're actually committed you know it's a consider it like a job interview <laughs> you're not just going to apply for a job say hey i want this job and they go okay and you just walk in and you start working right you have to go through the interview process you have to kind of have that probation training period until you start learning all the ins and outs of the job right well your connection with your spirit guide team is very similar in the sense where you let them know by saying, hey, I want to get to know you. And they go, okay, well, you kind of have to prove this a little bit. You have to put in the work behind it. And the more and more work you put in, the stronger that bond gets and the more trust that is built between you. Not to say that they're not going to help you or trust you with if you don't make that intention. If you say you want to connect with them and then don't do the work, they're still going to help you. They're still going to be there whenever you ask for it. It's just they're not going to go through the energetic trouble to connect with you if you're not going to maintain that connection. You just have to show that you're willing to put in the work. Speaking of putting in the work, there are lots of guided meditations and visualizations out there that you can practice to connect with them. And it's really easy for our guides to provide this insight when we're in a meditative state. So it's a great route to take to do that. When we're in a good meditative state, our vibration is higher, so it's easier for them to connect with us because in order for our guides to connect with us energetically, we have to raise our vibration while they are simultaneously lowering their vibration because they vibrate very high because they're not physical beings. They are in the other spirit realm and we're in this physical realm and because our energies are so different, we have to kind of level each other out so we can better connect with each other. And it's, this is only happening temporarily just for the moment of connection, but it gets, it does get easier with practice. So the more that you do this, the more you'll be able to kind of connect with your spirit guides on call. And this is why we're more likely to get sudden bursts of insight and sudden bursts of connection seemingly out of nowhere from our spirit guides. It's a lot easier for them to know or for them to give us knowledge or give us feelings uh, rather than just changing their entire energy field. It's easier for them to kind of throw a piece of information at us rather than lower their whole vibration. They're willing to do that, but only in the proper circumstances, which is why you kind of have to prove that you want to get to know them because it does take a lot of work for them to do this. But they'll happily send you insight whenever you ask for it in like in a sudden burst. It's amazing when you realize that, oh, that's guidance from my spirit guide. They just randomly threw that into my brain. And it's amazing. And thank you. I love it. <laughs> spirit guides will also send physical signs that we often stumble upon when we're not necessarily looking for them. We just happen to see them. This is the most common form of connection and communication because it's the clearest for both parties involved. We can clearly see the sign before us and it takes very little manipulation from the guide to get the sign in our path. So I would like to kind of expand upon this topic and talk about signs from spirit. There are so many different signs that spirit can send you. Sometimes they're meaningful to your personality or to their personality or the representative of your connection in some way, depending on what type of guide we're dealing with. If you're ever wondering if what's your, what you're seeing is a sign from a spirit guide, just simply ask your intuition. Does it feel like other similar experiences in the past or does it not? Did it just kind of pop up right in the middle of a crisis or a thought or a behavior or anything else that would benefit from the inside of a light being in some way? Only you can truly know if something is a sign from spirits. Um, it's okay to be skeptical 
skeptical of your signs, I would rather you be skeptical of your signs and believe that everything is a sign from spirit because, hey, I'm just as devout to my spirituality as the next modern mystic, but I know sometimes I have a tendency to be like, oh, that's a sign from all my spirit guides. <laughs> it's it's important to use discernment because nothing is random. Everything is for a purpose, but that doesn't necessarily mean that everything is communication from your spirit guide. Because again, it takes a lot of energy to do this and they're only going to do it when it's important. And it's also not really beneficial for you if they're constantly sending you signs. So they're only going to do it when it's actually really important. The best way to receive a sign from spirit is to simply ask for something specific. Like I was just talking to a client today who told me that she asked specifically for a peacock and then she received an image of a peacock in a dream and that was her message. And I thought that was really beautiful. And I've done this before. I've had other clients do other things that are similar and it is a really easy way to get that almost instant confirmation from your spirit guide. You could say something like, okay, spirit guides, this is something if this is something I should be doing, please send me a blue feather. Please send me a peacock. Please send me a green hummingbird. You can totally pick something totally obscure. Please send me a bowler hat. <laughs> I don't know why that came into my mind. I was watching a, his a history documentary earlier, so maybe that's why. But you can ask for something specific. And then when that thing shows up before you in some way, shape, or form as a picture, or maybe you physically see one, or maybe somebody else mentions it with their words, you know that that is a sign from spirit and that is the best feeling. I love the feeling of realizing that that is your sign from spirit. So I would like to talk about a couple more quick ex examples of how spirit is going to be contacting you through signs like this. And one of them is trinkets. Think lucky coins or other random little things that might come into your path that you know are special to you or special to the spirit guide in some way. We might believe that something is lucky or random or whatever, um, but it is actually a sign from spirit if we're asking for it. So when my grandmother died, I was going through her things as we prepared for her house to be sold. And I didn't even know this about her, but there were, I found hundreds of pennies everywhere. And they were in every pocket. They were in every drawer. They were in every box. And I had no idea she was doing this. I found a couple of them that were framed saying that they were lucky pennies. So I just kind of figured that they were all lucky pennies. And it wasn't like in the way that someone collects coins. It was only pennies. I wasn't finding quarters. I wasn't finding nickels. I was only finding pennies. So it's been years since that happened. And whenever I find a lucky penny, I know it's from her and I always pick it up and I have my own collection of lucky pennies now. So that's one of the ways, an example of one of the ways that a spirit guide might be speaking to you. Another example is song lyrics. Song lyrics are common signs from spirit as well because musical artists often act as willing conduits for spiritual messages. You might ask for a sign and then hear a very specific song lyric that addresses that specific item or you might hear a song that makes you think of a loved one that's passed away. Uh, my great-grandfather died when I was about six and that was around the time that anime a Tarzan movie came out and the song You'll Be In My Heart was one that we listened to together and we really enjoyed. And after he died, that song always filled me with so much emotion because of that memory of having listened to it with him, but also because I felt in my heart and soul that he was using that song to express love by sending it to me. And I still feel that way. Whenever I hear that song, I can't help but picture his face and I feel his warm, just as warmth, just as I remembered it as a child. So there's another way that spirit guides will send you messages, which is inner and outer knowledge. You might suddenly be struck 
with inspiration. That was exactly what you needed in that right moment. And you can thank your spirit guides for that. <laughs> Even if you didn't express, expressly ask for that guidance, you may receive it spontaneously in some way exactly when you need it. Because spirit guides are excellent at seizing the moment. If they realize now is the time to share some insight, they will find a way. They will send it to you in some way. And it does take some practice to differentiate the this type of knowledgeable guidance from your own thoughts. But usually it's quite obvious. Like I hear it as a different voice in my head or in the voice of someone who has passed on. So I know it's not my own voice. I know it's coming from a different source. And similar with outer knowledge, you might hear the words spoken by somebody else. You might see it in a book. You might see it in a movie. That is exactly what you need to know. It might be repeated themes in like the last four books you read or whatever. These are could all be signs from spirit letting you know that this is something that's important to pay attention to. Another thing that you might be familiar with that's the way that spirit guides communicate is through scents and through smells. And this is really common. Scent is known for triggering specific memories and recalling knowledge. If you have loved ones on the other side, they might send you guidance through a familiar scent. Maybe that reminds you of them or reminds you of an activity as confirmation to pay closer attention to whatever is happening, or just to let you know that they're there. You also may be triggered to take some sort of action when you uh, experience a certain scent, whether it's pleasant or unpleasant, it could provoke a reaction. And that is exactly what the spirit guides are trying to get from you. So you either might be getting called to do something, to stop doing something, or to change the way something is being done. So similar kind of piggybacking off of that is body sensations. This is another really common way spirits communicate. Words are really limiting, so they're probably more likely to use a sort of body sensation to be more impactful and to they send you a feeling or either an emotion or a feeling within your body. A spirit might do this to show that something that happened to themselves, like if um, they had chronic migraines, maybe all of a sudden you have a chronic migraine when you're asking for guidance, or they might be drawing your attention to something in your body that needs attention, or maybe showing you what's wrong in somebody else's body. It's, it's much easier for them to manipulate energy in this way than it is to think thoughts, because words are very limiting. And finally, this isn't an exhaustive list, by the way, but finally, animal visitors could be signs from spirit. A spirit guide might send you an animal messenger. Your totem animal or totem animals could be doing this too by showing themselves to you in, like in physical form, like appearing before you, depending on the type of message that is being sent. Not every single animal encounter is going to be a message from spirit. But the unusual encounters are, such as a fox randomly crossing my path in the middle of the day in a neighborhood where I've never seen a fox before in the 10 years I've been living there. True story. That was amazing. Or another true story, a hawk carrying a snake over my head as I was walking along the side of the road, which is a Native American symbol that is really powerful. So that was an incredible one too. Or another example, a red cardinal flying by in the middle of winter when they wouldn't normally be there. Or a fleet of hummingbirds all of a sudden all arriving at the same theater at the exact same time. It's the unusual animal encounters that could potentially be spirit messages. Spirit guide communication comes in all shapes and sizes. There are countless ways for your guides to communicate with us. Each of our bonds are unique and special, so the communication must be too. A spirit guide isn't meant to be a crutch, they're meant to be a support. 
They cannot live your life for you or make decisions on your behalf, but they will give you guidance when it's relevant and when it's actually needed. If it seems like they've abandoned you or that you're not getting any insight from them, it may be their way of saying like, hey, love ya, but you need to figure this one out on your own. It's similar to parenting. A parent can't do everything for their child their whole lives, can they? No, they can't. As much as they may want to, that just simply is not the most practical way or how the way the child is going to learn. Eventually, the parent has to become hands off and let the child learn to be independent. But if the child genuinely does need help or they get hurt, the parent is right there with a loving hug and loving words and loving comfort. So just know that your spirit guides are always only a thought away. They may not be present with you in every single moment, but they are willing to be with you when you need them to be, especially during those particularly low times in our life. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. I hope you have strong connections with your own spirit guides. And I would love to hear about any spiritual guide experience that you have. You can either leave comments below on this YouTube video or send me a message on Instagram at sarahray.coach. I would love to hear about your experiences. So until next time, I will see you next week. Bye now. Thank you for listening. If you want even more spiritual awesomeness, there's plenty waiting for you over in our free Facebook group. Join us for guided meditations, guided rituals, Reiki shares, masterclasses, tarot readings, Q and A's, and plenty of discussions with other modern mystics. This is a totally safe space to ask questions, meet other like-minded, open-hearted women, and our community truly won't feel complete without you. So head over to spirituallyinspired.co slash free group to join today.